Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of MSTA Presents. Uh, it has been a while since we've done a, a show. We had uh, kind of an introduction to uh, Katie Webb last week uh, to hear a little bit more about her relationship with uh, Peers PSRS. And this week, we're fortunate enough to have Matt Michelson. Matt is our Director of Education Policy. Matt, thanks for being willing to uh, have this conversation with me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Todd. It's uh, good to be back on the podcast. Yeah, it's uh, spring break week for the legislature, and so I was able to convince Matt to talk with me about a, a topic that we've had several members um, ask us about. Uh, it's something we've talked about in the past, but it's time that uh, we revisit the issue, and it's windfall elimination provision and government pension offset most people know it as WEP GPO. And uh, I'm going to turn things over to Matt, though, to kind of set the stage or the foundation for the overall conversation. Yeah, Todd, it's um, it's good. We're coming off of uh, your, your interview with Katie. Um, Katie is our, our new MSTA member on the board uh, of directors at PSRS Peers. And um, I think she'll do a great job. But uh, I think probably before we really get into the issue, um, Speaking of PSRS and peers, it's uh, it's important that members do their due diligence themselves when they're looking at possible retirement issues and how it impacts them as an individual. Uh, when when Katie was when we were first talking about the system, um, I told her one of the things I thought that the system really really did well was customer service, and I know that's something that um, the entire system really prides themselves on is the service that they provide to the members of the systems. And so if you're considering retiring, um, if you haven't talked to the retirement system in a while, um, reach out to them. Uh, they have customer service that's there to help you to either schedule an in-person meeting or to do something over the internet or over the telephone. Uh, they're, they're really there to serve you as members of the retirement system. So learning how these issues that we're going to get into really impact you as an individual, it's important that you talk to the system and then later on reach out to the Social Security Administration as well to see how you're going to be impacted as an individual. Because like so many other things, Todd, there's always an mm -hmm. exception to every rule. Sure. So we're talking about WEP GPO uh, mainly, primarily because Social Security is kind of back in the spotlight nationally. Isn't that that correct? Yeah, um, I think nationally um, we have heard a lot. I will say, Todd, this is probably one of the issues that I hear about from members um, regularly. Okay, uh, and I think it's because once you get ready to kind of get in that retirement, or uh, you've recently retired, and all of a sudden. What what's going on? What 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 is going on here? So um, yeah, Social Security's back in the spotlight. Um, I think that members from both parties are kind of arguing about what to do because it looks like within the next decade or so, uh, the Social Security Trust Fund is going to be insolvent, and so mm -hmm. the government is going to have to come up with a way to pay benefits to those who paid into Social Security. So there are a lot of different options, um, mm -hmm. and some of those that have been kind of floated out um, have been raising the retirement age, uh, possibility of um, lowering or limiting benefits, 
Um, and so, you know, those along with the possibility of increasing uh, what um, what employees have to pay into Social Security, uh, you just kind of show what some of the danger is. And although there's 10 years till the fund becomes insolvent, uh, that's, that's really very concerning. Sure. And the the issue specifically that um, that we hear our, our members talk about, that we hear teachers talk about, is uh, two two separate but kind of combined issues: windfall elimination provision and general pension offset. Do you, do you talk a little bit? Let's, I guess, set some background. I, you know, the assumption is everybody knows a little bit about it, but I, I also know for sure that our younger members are just learning about it and sometimes very surprised if they had paid into social security and now they are a certified teacher and they're paying into PSRS peers. So I think it's helpful to have a little background on what WEP GPO is. So um, in, in 1935, social security act was passed and it was part of uh, president Roosevelt's new deal uh, and aimed to address uh, problems with economic secure, uh, security for the elderly. Um, so those that didn't have pensions or uh, anything to really fall back on. Um, but when that was first passed, public employees were excluded from Social Security. And so uh, many public employees, there were pensions already set up. Um, Missouri was kind of actually kind of late to the game, but uh, MSTA helped lead the charge. Uh, to get the legislature to create a retirement system. So uh, in 1946, the legislative Missouri legislature uh, created the PSRS retirement system. Um, in 1950, uh, some public employees were allowed to decide if they wanted to be part of Social Security. And at that time, PSRS elected that it would be it would not be a social security system. So it would be exempt from social security uh, on the PSRS side. And so we're we're not I mean the other issue that I think not everyone realizes is we're not talking about the effect on teachers only. This is an effect on public employees altogether. So in, in several different states, but not every state, correct? That's right. And not every retirement system. So some retirement systems elected to be part of Social Security and some did not. Um, and so you'll see different entities uh, kind of treated in a different way. And so it makes the issue complicated. Um, but some of the larger states, Texas, Missouri, um, are, are impacted by the WP and, and GPO. Um, I will say that the the benefits that are paid by PSRS would be um, dramatically different if it were a Social Security system, if it, were, if it was a system that was paid in. And that's why I think you see a difference between PSRS and peers when you look at okay. the two systems as well. So um, I think that's, that's important to, to remember as we kind of look at what what are some of the possible changes or solutions or proposals that people have out? Um, but the WP GPO impacts about 21 states, Todd, and about mm -hmm. um, 1.9 million social security beneficiaries um, 
with about 40,000 beneficiaries impacted in Missouri. Can, can we go ahead and let's talk specifically, let's start with windfall elimination provision, WEP, and let's talk a little bit about, about what that is. So that is the windfall elimination program. And um, it's basically a formula that's used to adjust the social security benefits um, for people who receive non-covered pensions um, and qualify for social security benefits uh, based on other social security covered earnings. So what that means in kind of plain speak is uh, it is a, a provision that was passed by the U.S. Congress that if you working if you're working for a uh, non-covered pension, so PSRS, so you don't as as a PSRS covered employee, you are not paying into Social Security. But if you had work outside of PSRS, now you had summer work or you had work that you paid into Social Security prior to working for the school district then the windfall elimination pr provision kicks in and limits what you will be paid from Social Security, even though you paid into the Social Security system. Okay. So who, who, does, this, who does this affect then? So again, it, it, it impacts those who paid into a, into a uh, paid Social Security taxes under mm -hmm. previous or other employment, but are drawing a benefit from a non-covered pension system. Okay. So that would be anyone basically that retired from uh, PSRS or is receiving a PSRS benefit after 1986. Okay, okay. Um... Can you walk just a little bit more through the process of, of how it works then? Um, I, I think I understand, but just kind of explain it a little bit more there. Yeah, so when when you have a, um, I think probably if we look at an individual and they are ready for retirement, and so they go to PSRS, and they get their retirement benefit and understand what that will be and start receiving their retirement benefit. And then they look to Social Security and say, well, I paid into Social Security uh, prior to my uh, public school employment. And I paid into Social Security when I had summer employment or maybe I have my own small business um, and paid into Social Security. But now that I'm drawing a benefit from a PSRS, then I will no longer receive the majority of the Social Security benefit that any other employee would receive. And so there is okay. a there is a possibility that you would not be impacted, but to have an ex uh, an exception or exemption from WEP, you would need to have thirty years of substantial social security earnings. Okay. And the social security administration says substantial earnings are around the $25,000 per year mark. And so that's going to be a pretty high, um, you know, a, 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 a pretty high standard um, for working outside of your normal 
employment for most individuals. Um, so really, Todd, this is just an unfair policy because our members and our teachers and PSRS members are paying into Social Security mm-hmm. and then not receiving a benefit. They're not asking for anything that they don't they haven't earned. Um, or it's, it's their money. Because they've paid in if they have employment outside of, of PSRS covered employment that they've paid Social Security into. So again, if that's work prior to becoming an educator or work um, for a non-covered outside of their normal teaching duty, if they're um, you know, having a summer job or a small business, then they're getting impacted uh, by this unfair policy. So, and, and I can understand the frustration. I mean, and this is some, you know, I've, I've been with MSTA for 23 years and I have heard from our members and from family members um, several years about how um, unfair this particular uh, policy seems. And so, you know, when you, when you lay it out, when you explain the process, it's even more evident that it's your money you should be able to have access to your money that you paid into a a system, regardless of whether it's your public school retirement system um, or it's uh, your social security uh, system. Um, so in, in a minute, we're going to talk about what's happening with uh, WEP GPO, but let's go ahead and kind of walk through the process of, of what general pension offset is GPO next. Yeah. I think, I want to say one thing too, Todd, is that sure. this, this policy is, I think, going to impact even more people as we move forward and, and create an even, an even more um, unfair position. When we look at a, a which lot, policy, the WEP, WEP? So both, both WEP oh, okay. and GPO. Um, when we look at teachers that are coming into the career later on in life, and because they're going to be impacted by not only WEP, but also they won't have as as their pension will not be um, quite as solid. I would say they're they're because they're not going to have as many years into the retirement system, and so their pension benefit is going to be decreased due to the lack of the number of years they're going to have in the retirement system. But then they're also going to get hammered on the other side by WEP. So if you have someone who has 15 years or 10 years of work outside of PSRS covered work, and then they come into the retirement system later on, uh, really makes them hard to kind of put everything together and make ends meet for a quality retirement. Um, So I think that's something else that as we move forward and we have more non-traditional educators or people that decide later on, I'd really like to be a teacher People that we encourage mm-hmm. to come on and say, you know, teaching is great. You can have a solid retirement benefit. Um, you can work with kids, do all the amazing things that education provides, uh, but then say it's going to be really tough for you to scramble together a, a quality retirement. Um, WP is really hammering those people for their work outside of, of PSRS covered work. It, it seems to me that the best time to address this issue um, would be as we um, re reevaluate what uh, what Social Security and retirement looks like um, before it becomes insolvent. But 
we can talk about that in a, in a few minutes. So uh, we should probably talk a little bit about what gen- government pension offset is next. So government uh, pension office offset, I'm sorry, or GPO, uh, it affects basically widows or widowers uh, who receive a retirement or disability pension um, from, in our case, uh, PSRS. I don't know if I'm saying this right, Todd, because it gets complicated. So basically, if you are a retiree, I think this might be the easiest way to, to, to explain it. If you are a PSRS retiree mm-hmm. and your spouse gets a Social Security benefit and your spouse passes away, under most cases, the widower would receive a benefit from that Social Security benefit. If you are a PSRS retiree, you are negatively impacted and you will not receive most of your spouse, your former spouse's Social Security benefit. So -hmm. there's a provision in federal law that limits the amount of Social Security that you can get from from your deceased spouse. Uh, So really even more of a slap in the face that your spouse earned this benefit, yet now you're not entitled to it because you were part of a non-social security covered system. Yeah. And and this is the one I think I hear about most often is when our members, because typically it's one of the saddest, disheartening times for some of our members. They have a spouse that's passed away and then they find out on top of that that they don't have access to those funds that their spouse paid for paid into for for years and it's it is it's heartbreaking when that happens yeah and um, they, you know they see their friends um and and they know that their friends are are receiving that that widow benefit um and then all of a sudden they're hit with the understanding that that's not not going to be there Mm-hmm. So do in you, most cases, in most cases, you know, it it's it's reduced. Um, but in in some cases, it is it, it is a basically it zeroes out. And so they receive no benefit um from 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 their spouse. Do, do you want to walk through an example or do you feel like it's too confusing of you know with the I, I think if, if you're looking, pension or yeah, I think if you're looking at that, it's probably best on a case-by-case scenario okay. um, to really understand how that would impact you as an individual. Um, this is another one to kind of look at the Social Security Administration and, and PSRS and talk to them um, on how that how that will impact you. So again, all of these are on the PSRS side because it is a non-Social Security paying system. Okay. You, you've kind of walked us through who's affected, and I think you've explained how it works. There's, there is an exception, though, right? So if you were retired, if you were eligible to retire before December of 1982, then these provisions will not impact you. Okay. So that's kind of the, the, the exemption. The other exception are, if, again, if you 
have 30 years of substantial earnings, um, which are around that $25,000 mark, then um, it can greatly reduce or exempt you from WP and GPO. Okay. And you, you know, a lot of this information and then other information that you've, you've pulled comes from Social Security Administration, of course, and I have a link, um, we'll put a link in the show notes for the Social Security Administration that um, I think answers some of the questions and, and goes into more detail about specific questions that individuals might have. Is that, that correct? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, so... Obviously, it's it's a frustrating situation. It is disheartening when you find out after the fact and when you've been expecting or planning on these funds to come in for years and years. Um, is we, we hear about legislation introduced, or at least I have for the two decades plus I've been here. Um, is there anything going on right now? I mean, we've never been to a point where we've, we've talked about how social security may become insolvent over, you know, when I started here, we talked about that, but we haven't been specific about when that might take place. It was just a future issue. Um, is there anything going on in the legislature on the, the federal level right now that is focused on or dealing with uh, WEP or GPO? Yeah. So, so any changes um, Todd would, would have to come from uh, U.S. Congress. So we're out of, out of DC and, uh, repealing WP and GPO are are strongly in our resolutions. Yes, um, yeah. it is in our education policy priorities, um, and something that we believe is 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 important to do for uh, for all of our members. It's the again, it's going back to this is this is just an unfair policy, um, sure. and it's just it's not right. But again. Uh, there, there are other issues that we have to look at, and I think that making sure that the PSRS system is strong and that it remains solvent and that there's no intrusion from um, as much as we don't want the state to intrude onto the system, we absolutely do not want the federal government to intrude into the PSRS system. Yeah, and, and that's been the issue in the past is when we've addressed this issue and even with some of our um, legislators on the, the federal level, they've come back to us to say, well, would you like us to uh, look at uh, PSRS peers and uh, maybe we we change or do something with that, too, which is annoying that that they bring that up that way. Um and because they are two separate issues and separate entities and both involve an individual paying into a, a an account that will help support them when they retire. And PSR uh, is solvent, Todd. That's a big difference. Exactly, exactly. PSR is... And they do a great job managing that money. I mean, it's, yeah. But I, so, I think there is, there is some good news. Um, okay. I, I, you know, I don't like to get um unrealistic expectations in front of people but i will say that over the last two to three years uh we have seen some increased momentum uh with legislators that are backing what's basically they're calling the social security fairness act and so over the last three two to three congresses um there has been bipartisan support uh, from both sides of the aisle um 
to basically repeal WP and GPO. Um, and while some aren't on board for a full repeal, there's also some talk about uh, what kind of modifications, updating can be done. Um, and I think all of that, you know, is is positive. But ultimately, Congress has to do something. And, and getting Congress to do anything, I think we all know, is an incredible uphill battle. Um, yes. The other, it, it's just, the other thing that I think when we look at the issue is, we already know that Social Security is insolvent, and this would present an incredible price tag. One that yeah. I think would be worth it, because ultimately we're talking about giving people back what they paid in, and sure, it's not just unfair, unjust, and unequitable that they're buoying other people's retirements on what PSRS members are paying in and then not receiving. Sure. I, well, absolutely. Like like I said earlier, I mean, if you're going, if we're going to get to a point where we have to reevaluate the system and maybe you have to start not necessarily from scratch, but you have to start from a, a new beginning point, that is the best time to revisit WEP and GPO and, and look at what we can do to make sure the individuals that paid in are receiving their money um, rather than having uh, parts of it taken away. But again, those costs are there. Um, and I think that that's, sure. we can't just not address that there would be a substantial increase in the cost to um, the Social Security Trust Fund if there was just a complete repeal. Um, but again, I, I, I don't know that that's, the cost is there because they've earned it. Exactly. And so, uh, you know, that's that's for policymakers to, to, to make those decisions. But um, we certainly advocate for, for the legislation that's been filed and um, this year it's HR 82 in the House and um, in the Senate it's uh, S597. Um, and so we're hopeful that these bills can continue to get momentum and we'll continue to see co-sponsors. Um, and mm -hmm. we, we are hopeful that, you know, we'll continue to reach out to Missouri delegation and hope that they will become co-sponsors on these bills. Uh, but things have been slow to move in Congress. Todd, as we saw, you know, it it took oh, Congress sure. a week to get us to, to select a speaker. So sure. nothing is easy to get done in DC. And um we can we can only be advocates and encourage that our members reach out uh, and advocate as well that, that Congress addresses these issues when they're looking at Social Security. So right now that's probably the best thing that, that members can do to to on, on their behalf is uh contact our their their constituents, their federal legislators, right? That's correct. Yeah. Reach out to your federal delegation or U.S. senators um, and, and see if we can get some momentum on, on those on those bills. Um, like I said, it's over the last few years, I think that they've gained co-sponsors on those bills, um, but they've just kind of kind of been stuck in the gridlock that's been Congress over the last sure. five, five years to really a decade, Todd. Well, and you know, with with bipartisan support, you you would hope that something like this could move forward, and uh, that you know maybe with momentum, hearing from 
constituents, hearing from teachers in Missouri that how, how it is adversely affecting them, uh, maybe change can occur. And, it, you know, there, our members aren't alone in contacting them. We've done the same thing and we continue to do the same thing in terms of contacting our federal delegation every single year. Um, it's it, but it's a frustrating situation, and at times you feel like you're you're gaining no ground. But hopefully, we can continue as we educate our members, educate teachers in general, and make sure they understand how this could ad adversely affect them in the long run. Maybe we can make a, a difference, uh, you know, in the next in the next couple of years. I I hope so. And I I think Todd, you know, again, if people have questions about these issues, we're always happy to talk to them. Um, but also PSRS is just does an incredible job of working with members um, to look at what their scenario looks like and how some of these issues will impact them. So, um, you know, you have to take care of your own kind of financial house. And I, I think that for anyone, for any of our members, if it's beginning educators or uh, retirees who have, have left the classroom 20 years ago, uh, these are all important issues that they need to be aware of and uh and know how that how it is going to or how it impacts them sure matt thank you for being willing to talk with me about this you and i have talked about this topic and you know kind of behind the scenes when it's just been the two of us and we've talked about it with other staff members and i i wish that our membership could hear the frustration when we have the conversations because you you want to do something, you realize that it's wrong, you realize that change needs to take place, and you want the legislature to realize that change needs to take place as well. But like you said, starting with the conversation, educating uh, individuals is, is a first step, and that's we, we've got to start there. That's right, Todd, and I think it's also important to know that, you know, we're, we are not alone, um, and there are other states that are impacted and are pushing uh, hard um, Texas is a, one of the largest states, um, and they've also kind of joined. And we've had a lot of discussions with um, Texas teachers as well, um, uh, and their association as well. So uh, ATPE to 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 see what we can do on this. So um, we're kind of all trying to push in the same direction. Yeah. So if, if things change, if we hear any other information, of course, we'll share it with our members. If it's a big change or difference, we'll certainly you'll see it in action. Um, but uh, right now, Matt, I, I appreciate you being willing to, to talk with me today. And like Matt said, if you have questions, feel free to e email us. We'll do what we can to answer them. If we don't know the answers, we'll get you in contact with someone who does. So, Matt, thanks again. Thanks, Todd. Look for another episode of MSTA Presents in the coming weeks. And until then, thank you for listening.